three hours. Wow, that's not great, is it? What did I Let's see? What I got? Let's do a sleep comparison. Although to be fair, I didn't get it once last night, so this isn't really a six hours seven minutes. Sorry, I won't rub it in. Yeah, which still isn't enough, but it is double what I got. So true. But I'm just kind of used to it now. I just basically I haven't slept for four years. That's my situation. That's that's what it is. I've been, I've, as, as a book I'm listening to at the minute, which is um, it's the what's it, the Miracle Morning. Have you heard of that? Mm, no. The guy that talks about getting up early and working early and stuff, and um, he he reckons that you, you just need as much sleep as you need. That's his his advice. Which I don't know what I'm supposed to do with that advice, really. But he thinks <laughs> if you go to bed and say to yourself, "I'm going to wake up tired," you'll wake up tired. And if you go to bed and say, "I'm not going to wake up tired," you won't wake up tired. I think that's personally i can't see how it can't be that easy yeah i'm not i'm not buying it so i've not looked once at this outline it's all stuff that you've put in there as usual to be fair you've done a stellar job from the looks of it so we have got stuff to talk about we've got no guests this week which is a shame a bit of a shame isn't it where's alex did you ask him um no i haven't yet but i thought i was considering getting i don't know what you think about this but getting alex and patrick rambles on at the same time Doing like a double. Uh, I'm up for it. I'd get rowdy. Yeah, it could could get could get yeah could get quite interesting, couldn't it? I can't get my words out today. Um, I think we should. I think we should get them both on. See what happens. All right, let's do Open it. the floodgates. Um, right, let's let's dig into this this list of fascinating topics. Um, oh, it's always Mark news at the start. I always find this a bit. I don't know, a bit self conscious. Oh, well, to be fair, you've got some pretty big news to share, haven't you? So. Yeah, I hit 100,000 subscribers, which was very nice. And I'm then had that. the worst week ever in terms of sub-growth straight afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> but no, joking apart, it was, uh, yeah, it, it was a fairly momentous weekend. Was it last weekend? Time's gone very quickly, but yeah, I think it was last, just over a week ago. It clocked over to 100k, which um, I've ordered my little silver play button. That's oh, an interesting you experience. You that, do you? You do, Rene yeah. doesn't, I, like, give you a call and arrange it. I was hoping he'd come round and get, grab a flight and come over to Leamington. I could take him to Warwick Castle. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be a weird day out, wouldn't it? Taking Rene Richard to, to Warwick Castle on your own. <laughs> if you listen to this, Rene, you, you, you're not, but if you are, you're more than welcome to Warwick. Um, no, it's, it's quite an interesting experience because you, 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 have, to, um, you, have, to, you have to wait for, for a, no, a notification from YouTube, basically. They, they send you an email... You get a notification in YouTube Studio, and then you have to fill out this form, which is uh, fair enough. You don't have to put in your your details and stuff. But one of the things you have to put in is what you want on the plaque. I thought they'd just put your channel name on there, but you can technically put anything on there. Interesting. That was very tempting. There's lots of things. I won't <laughs> say what I put on there as a, as a screenshot and sent to a couple of fellow YouTubers, but um, I'll show you that afterwards. But um, yeah, it was. Yeah, you can li- literally. Well, I think it is. It's moderated. I think that they do check it. <laughs> it's moderated by a human at some stage. But uh, yeah, I, I was quite surprised by that. You can you can put whatever you like on there. You can put your name on there. You can put your channel name. You can put your your dog's name. You can put you know digestive biscuit on there. You can do what you like. That is interesting. I've learned something today. I did not know that. I didn't know either. No, I I kind of assumed it was just kind of sent out to you. I didn't realize you had to go through that kind of form filling thing. Oh, that's awesome. It's also a checkout process. 
So you, you add it oh, to right. a basket and the, the total obviously comes to zero because they don't charge you for it. At one point, I thought they're going to charge me for this. I'm going to get to the end of this this process. It's going to be like, that's £599, please. But they didn't do that. So it's free, thankfully. But um, yeah, it, like you, that, that was a, a bit of a learning experience. They could have charged you £599 and you'd have bought it, though, wouldn't you? Of course I would, yeah. yeah. I'm going to wear it around <laughs> my neck. I'm going to get a chain <laughs> and like Flavor Flav have it around my neck <laughs> for a month. <laughs> So yeah, well, what I was going to say was just just to celebrate. You went live on the YouTube's, which, as far as I'm aware, is the first time ever in a Mark Ellis branded property. Yeah, and when you bear in mind how many problems we normally have with uh, eight or sixteen, which people don't see or hear normally because it's it's all cut out, um, the fact that nothing went wrong at all because you you were on the stream, weren't you? You tuned in. Thank you very much. Um, nothing went wrong, and the setup was was completely brand new had Streamyard, which i've never used before um i was using a the a7 i think it was the r5 or something which again i'd never used before in a live streaming situation isn't even my camera um all connected to the the 14 inch macbook pro and then i was using the not the big knob i didn't use my big knob for this i used the um ssl uh, which has been a bit problematic since i, I bought it so I, I was basically setting myself up for a massive fail, and it worked for an hour and four minutes. Brilliant. I don't, I don't, was it okay at your end? Was it um, was it all right? Yeah, it was flawless. Absolutely flawless. So I was, that's what I wanted to pick your brains about, actually, was the StreamYard experience, because what was that one that uh, we tried for this? That wasn't Riverside. So Riverside. Yeah, Riverside. I'm using that for Solo Club. I'm using that for the Solo Club podcasts, again, which is... I won't say anything at the moment, but I've had one issue with it already. But um, no, StreamYard was brilliant. Absolutely, like you say, flawless. No issues. Yeah, I think that might be the one. Cause, uh, I mean, we, we say that the, there's the lost episode with uh, Jason T. Lewis from Painfully Honest Tech. That wasn't actually the first lost episode. We lost about half an hour's worth of content due to, and I forgot the name of it again already. What's the, what's the other platform? Riverside. Riverside. We had to start again, didn't we? You're right. I remember now. Yeah, we did. We ha- we have lost stuff before, haven't we? Not not a whole show, but certainly a good a good thirty minutes of amazing content. It was it was just incre- probably better than the stuff we did with uh, Jason, really. But um, yeah, we should use Streamyard for this. I think, shouldn't we? I didn't really think of that. I should have used it tonight because it's Let's give it a go. Yeah, you, you can invite people in. No, <laughs> you can invite people in as well. I think also. I, I, don't quote me on this, but I think. A bit like Riverside, it can it can record the audio locally or to the cloud or something. So um, that was a really good experience. I think obviously YouTube makes the live thing very easy as well, and it's got really good integration with Streamyard. You just yeah, you know, click a button and you go live, and there you, there you go. And you do everything from Streamyard, so you have all of the the comments in Streamyard rather than having to go into into YouTube. And um, yeah, I, I quite enjoyed it. I'm going to keep doing them. I think. I've always been put off doing live uh, YouTube lives because partly because of the technical thing and worrying that it's going to, you know, die on me halfway through and all that sort of stuff. But um, and also because you never really know how many people are going to turn up. And because I did this on the Solo Club channel, which has had a massive influx of subscribers actually, but but at that point it had very few. Um, you, you just don't know. But I think forty nine, I think tuned in and stayed stayed tuned in for most of it, which was quite nice. Um, and since then, about 400 people have watched it as well, which is really interesting, I think. From, from a content perspective, you know, the fact that that very long piece of fo- long-form content 
seems to be uh, it's been watched by people after the stream is quite encouraging actually yeah i don't i don't think i could trust myself to go live i'd get myself cancelled <laughs> at least on this i've got like a buffer of richard who'll take out anything really controversial that i might say during the course of this conversation we assume he does <laughs> well plus i had my mum and dad on that stream they they joined so i couldn't say anything terrible and plus jen was on there and my son so i had to be very you know, pretty much on my, on my best behavior the whole crew well yeah no it was good it was good and if you're planning on doing more i'm excited about that i think yeah we need more live mark ellis that'll be a good thing that's very brave of you to say that no thank you i'm glad it, i'm glad it went went all right it's uh it's just nice to do different things really i think it, bearing in mind that tech youtube is completely dead at the minute in terms of anything happening that's even remotely interesting it's nice to do something different for a bit not that well, i'm stopping doing tech youtube on the subject of doing something different you're going ipad only for a bit <laughs> You've been mm. canvassing opinion on, okay, so I've got this iPad, what can I do with it? And you've been basically bullied into using DaVinci Resolve for a bit. Pretty much. That's a good way of putting it. I think I do feel like <laughs> I've been bullied. But, uh, what, what else are you going to do with it? How is that going? Uh, well, the, the iPad Pro's in the box over there because it arrived. Well, there's, there's a story behind that as well. So I, I ordered an iPad Pro from an M2 version, 12.9 inch, uh, from Amazon last week. And a box turned up the next day, as it always does with Prime. Opened it and there was a work light in there, like a 15 quid, one of those floor standing work lights that you use when you're decorating your, your spare bedroom. And uh, it wasn't an iPad basically and that, that was on the Friday which was really handy because I, I wanted to do that you know, make that video over the weekend couldn't do that um, had to order it again I'm, I'm not kind of you know suggesting anything happened with that first order but it's fairly clear what's going on here I think if you order something of high value and then something else turns up in the same sized box that would have fit that thing of high value you can put two and two together and work out what's going on here I think can't you it's probably not a picking error is it is that unfair mm. I wonder, did you did you weigh said light? I wonder if it happens to weigh exactly the same amount as a 12.9-inch iPad Pro, because one would imagine that with their high-tech fulfilment infrastructure, they must have some sort of weighing thing to make sure that people aren't doing that, you know, just substituting something of similar size. You would think so. It's it, From memory, it's, it was very similar, definitely. Or it might be as simple as they just stuck the label on the wrong box, maybe. It could be something as simple as that. I, I, I genuinely thought, when I, when I first opened it, I thought, oh no, the, you know, the delivery guy has just given me the wrong box. But it wasn't, because it had the right address on there and everything. So, I've only ever had that happen once. I had that with a laptop once. I ordered a laptop from Amazon and uh, got something else. Mm. And they did make me jump through some hoops to resolve that. But I think they're better now. Did they? Imagine you buy enough stuff from them that uh, they probably don't want to quibble, do they? Anyway, I've got one now, but it's still in the box over there because I've got about a million things to do before we go away this weekend. But um, I am going to set it up, I think, tomorrow. Um, the, well, the plan is, to, like you say, is now I've been kind of forced into using DaVinci Resolve, which I'm, I'm, I'm warming to now. I'm warming to the idea of trying it out because I've, I've seen a few um, demos of it on on the YouTubes from, from other people. And... The general consensus, I don't know if you've noticed this, but the general consensus about DaVinci Resolve is that it's really, really good, particularly on the iPad. Um, I've kind of avoided that talk because I don't want to be sucked into it. But now that I am, do I know I have been sucked into it. I've had no choice, really. And I'm starting to get, a if I dare say it, a little bit excited about trying it out. 
Um, but I should note that I'm not doing it on the main channel. It's not going to be the Mark of this review stuff. It's going to be the Solar Club videos, which are just as important, but there's less risk there in terms of time scales and you know, all that sort of stuff, process and all that, all that business. Um, so yeah, that's going to be the first thing. So I'm going to do that with it. And uh, the problem is I don't know what else I'm going to do with the, the iPad Pro because I've got other iPads that I've, I've, been, I've been using for writing and various other things, various other uninteresting stuff. Apart from DaVinci Resolve, I'm not entirely sure what else to do with that iPad Pro. Have you got any ideas? I think you're asking the wrong person because obviously I got rid of mine six months ago and I, I haven't missed it at all, which is weird given that I used it as my primary machine for a good almost a year while I waited for Apple Silicon to come out. So I'm a bit out of the loop. Yeah, it's tricky, isn't it? I mean, I could just use it for, for everything. One thing I will say is shortcuts. Now's the time to get involved with the shortcuts, I think. Yeah, maybe it is. Perhaps that's another thing I could do. I mean, again, that's not really making the use of the M2 chip. Because the idea with that iPad Pro is to put that M2 chip to use, which I'll be doing with the the video editing stuff. But everything else I, I can think of is going to, it doesn't really impact that at all. It's very hard to work out what to make use of with that. Because it doesn't exist, does it? It doesn't exist. That's the whole problem with the M2 iPads is that the, there is just nothing that really taxes the the chip. That's what we've been saying, haven't we, all along? Yep, completely agree. But um, yeah, that, that's it. I mean, the other thing that I could do is not use the other iPads, but I feel a bit guilty about that. I think the fact I've got them, I, I should use them, really. It seems like a waste. Um, so yeah, that's the, that's the plan. So I'm kind of getting a little bit more excited about using the uh, the video editing side of it. So there, there is a reason why, why you're doing this, though, is sponsor-related. It is, yeah. And you've been very, I don't know what the word is, You've been, you've been playing things, playing, keeping your cards close to your chest, haven't you? Is that, are we still, are you going to give us any clues or are we just going to wait till the video comes out? Yeah. Oh, what, the sponsor? Oh, I can talk about them, yeah. Right. It's Pitaka, which I, can I, show, I probably can't show you the stuff. I'm not sure if it's been released yet or not, but it's, it's basically a, a couple of accessories for the iPad Pro. Um and they're only they're only compatible with the the new version, basically, or the twenty twenty one one. They, they work with the M one version as well, but they don't work with the two, the ancient two thousand and eighteen version that I've I've got. Um, hence, having to buy a new one. It's a lot of faff for for to shell some accessories, isn't it? <laughs> you think so, wouldn't you? Yeah, it, and it, it completely is. But then it, it's it's still profitable, believe it or not. Just. Um, Mainly because that iPad, I'm not going to send it back. They do make nice stuff, though. Oh, they do. It's really, yeah. Again, I don't think I can talk about it. Can I? No, I won't, I won't risk it. I can wait. It's fine. But no, no. If, if, as soon as you say, oh, it's Pataka, I'm like, oh, I'll look out for that because I'd pretty much liked everything they do so far. It's, it's really nice stuff. Yeah. So, it, and it's worth doing because they're, they're, they're a decent brand. They're nice, nice people. And I don't mind doing that. And it, and it is forcing me to, to kind of eat my words a bit and do something which I've, or at least approach something that I've been moaning about and not really given much time to. I've got so many questions about editing video on the iPad. It's the whole thing fascinates me. Um, and you know, just the, the, the process of going from Final Cut Pro to something completely different. I've got no idea what that's going to be like. Um, you know, how, how much, how inclined will I be to use touch and or rather than use the mouse? A lot of people have said in, in the comments that you should use the, um, the MX Master 3 with it. Um, and that, fair enough, kind of almost turns it into a, a Mac at that point, doesn't it really? Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really fascinated to see what it's going to be like. Do you still edit photos on an iPad? 
No, I don't. That's, a, that's such a good point. I, and I did do that. I, I kind of, um, I didn't stop doing it for any particular reason, I don't think. I think I just kind of, you know, went back to the Mac, went back to the Mac for, for whatever reason. But th- that is one really good use of the iPad, actually. I always enjoyed doing that. And particularly on the iPad Pro screen, because I've not used this. That's one thing with the, with, the, with the M2 iPad that I haven't experienced yet, is that Pro, whatever they call it, XDR uh, display. That's that's a really good point. I hadn't thought of that at all. But that that is why vi- uh, uh, photo editing on the iPad is is enjoyable. You get very accurate colour. Um, it's good to use with a pen, yeah, with with a pencil. Um, yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that. I'd completely forgotten about that. I had a laugh earlier when I think it was it was it yourself that put this one UI thing on the Discord server. I did, I have posted it. I don't know. I'm sure I'm not the first, but yeah, I had a giggle with that. I had a very quick go with it earlier. Um, and basically you can run, is it Samsung that have done this? I didn't even, is it actually their thing? So you go onto, onto Samsung's little web uh, web page for this and you can turn, momentarily turn your iPhone into like an S23 Ultra, can't you? But it basically emulates one UI in a web browser. But it's brilliant the way it does it because it obviously takes over the whole screen, doesn't it? And It does. Yeah, so it's trygalaxy.com and you have to, you have to, um, pin it to your home screen as a bookmark first and then you can use it but it's very convincing it's it's not far off the real one i mean you you know you can only you can't do everything on it obviously but the things that you can do on it are authentic it's got notifications popping in you can uh pull the thingy draw down It's, it's got the noises i mean as far as you know simulations go that's very technically impressive to be able to do that in a website i think and it is a website, isn't it? It's a, it's a it's a web app, basically, isn't it? Because they've got rid of all the um, there's no navigation, all the all the Safari navigation's gone. We'll put a link in the show notes for this, but um, it is it's brilliant, I think. Really, really cheeky as well. I love that. You never get Apple doing that, would you? Maybe they will now. But well, on the subject of Samsung, you you posted a photo taken. You've you now put you posted a photo in similar conditions, similar lighting conditions featuring eddie and harrison uh you've got the the one that you took on the s23 ultra and the one that you took on the iphone and the iphone nailed it and the s23 ultra did not is this starting to get old yet yeah for you i mean not the audience sorry the audience i know we keep moaning about this but (laughs) um has it got old for me i'd uh, the thing is, I, I've not been using the S23 Ultra over the last two or three weeks because I've gone back to the Fold 4 for the, the the review of that that I'm doing. But I'm going to go back to the S23 Ultra from this weekend onwards. And um, I don't know, I've I've just, I accept it, to be honest. I, I'm sure you did when you had it. You know, you get you get fed up with it and you realise that you can't rely on that phone to take photos of your kid or your dog or if you have them both in the, in the, in the frame at the same time, no chance. Um, and in both of those examples, they, both of them were moving. They were not a lot, but they were moving enough to create a bit of, you know, um, movement in the photo. And like you say, that the iPhone just nailed it. I think Eddie's face was slightly soft, but that was more. I think it was more of a perspective thing. I think he was he was close to the lens. Um, but the yeah, the S twenty three Ultra S twenty three Ultra version was terrible. I did take them weeks and weeks apart, but it was roughly in the same area, same lighting roughly, and same, same subjects, obviously. And yeah. And again, Samsung fans will tell us that, that you can fix that and you can do this, that and the other, but I, I don't believe it. So you're, you're taking it away at the weekend. Is that business or, 
are you off on holiday or something? No, we're off to, to Wales for a, a family getaway, which is going to be very nice. Have you, up, have you updated it to the April patch, which has supposedly got all of the camera enhancements on it? No, I haven't, but I'll do that before I go. I mean, it's a waste of time because it doesn't make any difference at all, but you, you, you'll need to do it, otherwise people will tell you off. I mean, the thing is, it'll be great for taking photos of Wales, the country. It's designed for that, isn't it? It's definitely, it's, it's got the, the whole, the whole um, landscape thing going on. Right, Rob. Rob News. Let's go to let's go to your news desk. What what's going on in your world? Oh, you, you're you're just casually skipping over your biggest sponsor ever query that I put in there. I missed that. No, which what one are you referring to? Right, the you you had the biggest call of your career, and uh, you've been sort of teasing who it might be, inviting people to speculate. When when are we going to find out who that was? I still can't say anything. But I thought it's been pretty obvious for the last, how long has it been? Four weeks. I think there's something that's been fairly consistent on within my content, both videos and, I'll be so careful what I say, and some of the conversation we've had on here and blog posts featuring something which is, I think, has been blatantly obvious mm. what's going on. All right. That's all I can say. Do you, do you think you know? No, I don't. Oh, really? Okay. Can I give any more clues? Um, I, I mentioned it earlier. So I'll go and, I'll go and scour all your reels. <laughs> see if I can pick out some, some clues. Yeah, I'm just trying to think if all the videos have gone live yet. I think they have. I mentioned it. I mentioned something earlier at the start of this conversation, which is the thing that... Yeah, I have to be careful here. But it's, uh, yeah, I thought it had been quite obvious. Based on something that, this is quite a good, quite good clue, something key that has changed in my production workflow over the last four weeks, something that isn't normally there and has been there and won't be there after tomorrow because something else will come back to... Okay. Yeah. <laughs> there you go, That's cryptic. But um, So all will be revealed at some point, but not yet. Yes, absolutely. Okie dokie. Rob News. Yeah, I guess I can talk about what I've been up to, just uh, in the absence of anything else interesting to talk about. So, you know, you know ages ago I got that uh, cool little 35-watt Mac-shaped charger from Geek. It was like an Indiegogo. Oh, yep. It's a tiny little thing, and it's lovely. It works really well. Um, it's just got USB-C on the top there, 35-watt GAN charger, and it, well, it's about an inch square cool little thing anyway they they a while back they brought out a revised one with three usb ports and that can put out 67 watts so it's a bit bigger so i'm holding my eyes there's no good to you at home i apologize for this but for mark's benefit it's not massively bigger but it is it's worth the extra size for the convenience but the, the biggest difference now is that display is actually like a dot matrix display and it will tell you how much the rate at which it's charging so if you plug in, so you imagine a combination of this with a few of those um, those cables we like. What are they called? These doohickeys. I've forgotten who does it. Kafili. So I like, I like to plug a couple of those in, which means that I'm pretty much covered for all bases. But yeah, so if you plug in an iPhone lightning cable in a modern phone that's capable of charging at 27 watts, then it'll come up with 27 on there. Or if you're charging a... S23 Ultra, it'll come up 45 or whatever that can charge at. But yeah, so anyway, there's just... I just wanted to mention that, that these turned up a little while ago and uh, I've got three of them now and I think they're brilliant. So I'll put a link in the, in the show notes. 
they're pretty expensive for what they are but they are they do look like little Macs, and that's that's enough for me and they work obviously so that's good so that's one bit of news have you ever had any shark geek stuff no no they've contacted me a few times to sponsor the channel but um it's never really worked out unfortunately but no, I've never never tried it, but they are very active. Like I say, in in, in the community and the, behind the scenes, they're always kind of looking for being you know, opportunities to, to be featured on people's channels and, and stuff. But um, I do like the look of it; it looks great. It's good. It's good stuff. Packaging's nice. I had the last one for a good while now. This one, these these new ones, the the sixty seven watt ones, I've had for what a month or so. All seem good, so I'm pretty happy. Oh, in actual fact, one of them, one of them didn't have the cables. So you can, they're optional, you have to pay for them. But you can get uh, colour-matched, you know, retro Apple beige USB-C cables and stuff. And one of mine was missing those, but I sent them an email and they sent out out the missing items free of charge, came in a few days. Very impressed. So, yes, the product's good, customer service is good. They're expensive for what they are because you can get a 67-watt GAN charger for, what, 30 quid? I think these worked out at probably 40 or something. I forget what the exchange rate was because I, I, I mean, I got them early bird on Indiegogo. I don't know what they cost if you try and buy them now, but they're a bit more expensive than an off-the-shelf one. But, but it's shaped like a Mac, so it's worth it. I'm trying to think what else is going on. Oh, I, I decided I wanted a, uh, a four terabyte SSD recently. <laughs> Why? I've got loads of like external drives and stuff knocking about. So I've got like, you know, a bunch of these, like the uh, the standard issue Samsung T5's got a bunch of them knocking about. I've got various uh, like Seagate mechanical drives. I've got a number of like old SATA SSDs that I've put into enclosed. Basically, I've just got lots of little pockets of data all over the place that does not exceed four terabytes in total and I want to put all on one thing. <laughs> You don't think you'll regret having put it all on one thing? That's always the worry, isn't it? Well, no, well, no. It'll be it'll be backed up in multiple places. So I've got other four terabyte drives. I haven't got a four terabyte um, NVMe SSD. And I was looking at the price of them. And if you want to buy one for you know your your usual suspects, your SanDisk Extreme and stuff, which have typically got what sort of gigabit per second read and write which is plenty fast enough you don't really need it because i mean you edit off them don't you i do yeah yeah they've been great and it's and it's fine but you know you want one of those sort of if you want a branded samsung or SanDisk red you know pre-built external ssd drive in a four terabyte size you're looking at 400 quid plus on a good day unless i've unless i've completely misunderstood the market but i think that's i think it is still I mean, they used to be much, much more than that. I mean, that's that's having come down quite a lot. But if you if you see, there are some deals out there, and you can get them for four hundred, maybe a bit less, if you're if you're at the right, looking at the right time. Anyway, I found out that I could make one for much cheaper. So this is a brand that you've had on the channel before, the Acasis. Acasis, you had one of their hubs. Acasis, yeah, they're brilliant. Um, so this is a forty gigabit per second uh, Thunderbolt four NVMe. Uh, PCIe Gen 3 enclosure, I think. Um, anyway, you can pick that one of those up for £100 or less if you if you get it at the right time. And uh, you can get a 4TB M.2 NVMe SSD from Crucial. I mean, it's not... It, you know, it's, it's the crap 
solid state drives, the, the 3D NAND QLC, which is fine if you want to write once and read many. It's not, it wouldn't be good as a, an, an OS drive where you've got to write lots of stuff to it. So it's got a, it's got a pretty low uh, write threshold as far as SSDs go. But it's really cheap. You can get it for about 200 quid. So for 300 pounds there or thereabouts, you can make your own four terabyte NVMe SSD, which is quite a bit less than buying one ready-made. Or buying anything Apple that's got four terabytes in it, which would be about four grand, wouldn't it? Well, quite. So I put it together. Um, and well, that crucial drive that I got has got a five-year warranty, so I'm not too worried about the comparatively low number of, of write cycles that it should be capable of during its lifetime. I say it's really just meant to consolidate all of the little memory cards and the hard drives and other portable drives that I've got. Just have it all in one place and then have that all backed up to the NAS when I eventually set that up. Um, but I'm getting over two two gigabit per second, about uh, two thousand one hundred write, two thousand seven hundred read, which is not far off or maybe even faster than native SSD performance in my M1 Mac Mini. So I'm delighted with that. Mm. So I've saved money, and it's really fast. Faster, faster, in fact, than the more expensive ones that you can buy, which are typically about a gigabit per second. And you've sort of made it yourself. It's like almost like a DIY drive. Well, it's not really. It's, it's all uh, it's toolless. So the back just pops off, and there's a... Oh, well, shall I say that? I'm... I'm not going to do it in case it all just pings out and falls apart. But yeah, no, it's very, very cool little thing. I think for the for the money, I well, we'll see if it how long it lives. Well, the, the whole thing actually, this enclosure is all aluminium, so I imagine that acts as some sort of heat sink, keep things cool. They're, they're, it's, the Acacia stuff is really good. It's really, really robust. Definitely, I've I still use mine occasionally. Yeah, because you had a little hub with a hub. You got a hub with a SSD and M.2 slot in it. Although I think that was. That was quite slow, wasn't it? Did yeah. you benchmark it? I didn't benchmark it, but it, it, it is slow. I bought, I can't think what, um, I think I got a two terabyte SSD uh, and it was a, worse than the, the one that you've got, much slower. But um, just for storing stuff and just yeah, kind of transporting files here and there, it's been really, really quite handy. And it is built like a tank, actually. The, the case is closure. The one that I've got's got like a rubberized thing around it as well. It's, um, yeah, it's great. You can just chuck it around and not worry about it. Got a Logitech mouse. Oh, I've What's got this? several Logitech mice. I've got, you know, you know, I've got like an Apple Watch band problem. I've got a mouse problem as well. <laughs> but I don't know. I've got a thing. I just like trying out mice. So I've you've seen that one before, haven't you? That's the Microsoft Sculpt mouse. It's kind of ergonomic. You got what's this? Oh, MX Master. That's a Logitech because everyone's got to have one of those. We got a. A G703, which has been my favourite mouse for a long time, actually. And more recently, I got a Razer Viper Ultimate, which I don't like. It's it's, it's not as good as the G703, in my opinion. But um, Josh, our lawyer friend on the Discord, Josh Camson, he posted a picture of his setup and he had a vertical mouse. You familiar with the vertical mice? I am, yep. For anyone that's not familiar with a vertical mouse, it's just a, it's a mouse that you hold in a handshake orientation. 
So there he is. So I've got. I, I I saw I saw Josh Josh posted a picture of his setup. He had one of those in it, and I was like, oh, I haven't thought about one of those for years. I had one about twenty years ago, when uh, I, and I think it's so long ago that it wasn't even optical. I think it actually had an old school rubber ball, you know, mechanical uh, setup set in it, and I really enjoyed it. But it was a uh, it was quite a specialist item back then, and it's still pretty niche now. But it broke at some point, and then I just got a regular mouse, and I never got around to getting another one. So anyway, so I thought, I saw it, I was like, oh, I used to love using that. And so I got a Lyft, and I think this has been out for about a year. This is not a new thing. And Logitech actually do two vertical mice. You've got the MX vertical, which is styled like the other MX mice, and it's got a a captive non-user replaceable battery. This one takes it one double A that lasts two years. So it's cheaper than the MX vertical. It uh, they've put a real uh, emphasis on its environmental credentials. So you know the packaging is all you know this where is it actually? It's all sort of recycled materials. Like even this the hanger thing. You know this is normally plastic on the box to hang it for retailers. To hang it. This is made out of some kind of like eggs box material. If that makes sense. Yeah. It's just a really rigid sort of fibrous card. You know, so the packaging's good. The mouse itself is made out of uh, recycled plastic, which makes it feel a bit sort of cheap. But I'll, I'll, I can live with that because uh, they're trying to do something good here. Um, I really like it. I think uh, I think I'm, I can see myself using this for a long time. What's it like to use? That's the one thing that puts me off these. It feels like you'd have to really get used to having your mouse essentially vertical did you manage to customize acclimatize to it quickly i mean i did but then that's because i used one before but i remember the first time i used one it was it was a pretty steep learning curve but um it is it's genuinely very comfortable and the 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 strain on the back of your hand when you're clicking and you can do it yourself if you if you hold your mouse and you in, in the normal place and you click and you feel the amount of strain on the back of your hand and then just pick up your mouse hmm. and turn it 90 degrees and press the button that way it's a lot less and over time that, that may or may not make a difference i think the jury's out on whether on the actual health benefits but i can just tell you it feels more comfortable to me and i feel less strain on the back of my hand. All of those mice that you just picked up and showed the camera, are they all connected at the same time? Do you just kind of like put your hand over and see which one you grab first? Um, yeah, so the dongles for all of them. I've got a USB hub thing from Anchor, I think. It's got like 10 USB-A ports. And so, yeah, I've got a Microsoft dongle. I've got two... No, I've got three Logitech dongles now because you've got the, the Logitech unifying dongle for the MX... You've got the the Google the, the the Logitech G Lightspeed for the for the gamey one, the G seven oh three. And now I've got a Logitech Bolt receiver for this new one. And then I've got the, the Razor dongle. <laughs> oh I, d- I didn't mention my tragic mouse, did I? I've got a tragic mouse as well. Everyone's got a Apple tragic mouse. <laughs> Looking at no one in particular, Martin. Oh, the tragic mouse, yeah. I <laughs> Yeah. I've got I've got two, one of them. I thought I had one here, but I haven't. But uh, yeah, you have to have, you have to have a tragic mouse somewhere, don't you? Speaking of Apple, I've just noticed something else on the the list. I don't, I don't, actually, is there anything else you wanted to mention in terms of you, of your news? 
Um, no, so like I said, so I've got the ch- I've got the charger. I made myself an external SSD that's really fast and saved me money. And I got an ergonomic mouse because I saw Josh had one, and I uh, I wanted to keep up with the Joneses, so to speak. You wanted to be Josh. Yeah. <laughs> keep up, keep up the Joshes. I mean, in terms of sort of initial feedback on the device itself, it's it's very comfortable. It feels a bit plasticky, but I'm okay with that. I'm sh- when they say that it'll last two years on a double A battery, I believe them. Um, Logitech software is still crap, but it always has been. Now you can't update the this; it, it craps out if you try and update the firmware on this. It's got it's got six buttons configurable. It's got two on the side. The wheel is clickable. There's a little dot that it, that you can configure, and your left and right clicks, obviously. So you all sorts of fun things you can do with that. One thing to watch out for, actually, when I was looking at buying one, there is a four Mac edition. So you've got the Logitech Lift, and then you've got the Logitech Lift 4 Mac. And the only difference that I can make out is that the 4 Mac one doesn't have the dongle built in. So in this one, there's like a little place you can stow the Logitech Bolt dongle. The Mac one is Bluetooth only. So, and they're the same price. So even if you want one for Mac, because as you can see, you can get it in white anyway, if you're going for the, the white thing, um, which the 4 Mac edition is, I can't see any point. And get in the full Mac one. You're just diddling yourself out of that potential USB dongle connectivity option. Yeah. Oh, the, the only other thing is because it hasn't been on my desk very long. When I go to move my hand to actually start using the mouse, because it's quite tall, I keep batting it across the desk because it's obviously much taller than I'm used to, that sort of motion going from keyboard to where my hand needs to be to use the mouse. But I'll adjust to that in time. At least when you do that, you've got another at least another ten mice you can kind of grab and, and use instead. Yeah, I need to I need to do something about that. That's, that's too many mice, isn't it? You're covered basically. It, I won't lie, it's a lot. I've I've not seen anyone with that with 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 more than one. To be fair, it's uh, <laughs> to have that many there. Um, moving on to Apple, because there's a couple of things here that you've put down that I wasn't really aware of. So, um, Apple halted M2 production in January because sales have plummeted. That's news to me. Where, where did that come from? That's from Mac rumors. I think. Well, in fact, not just that's where I saw it first. I think it's all over the place. I think uh, everyone's talking about this. Yeah, apart from me. <laughs> Apple halted the production. <laughs> Apple halted the production of M2 due to just sales have plummeted this year. So we were sort of past the pandemic boom of everyone buying new machines to work from home and all that sort of stuff, and perhaps. Some of the buzz of Apple Silicon, I think people that were going to get involved, they've got involved now. And, you know, M2 just isn't good enough to warrant upgrading if you've already bought an M1, really. I mean, it is better in a number of ways, but it's not worth paying the inflated prices. So, you know, if you look at your M1 MacBook Air, you get for about £1,000, $1,000, solid machine. The new ones start at twelve forty nine, but you wouldn't want to get the base model because of the SSD issue. So you've got to spend another X amount to to make sure that you're not gonna. That's not gonna bite you on the ass at some point. It's too much money for the benefits that you get. It's not a good value, <laughs> in my opinion. Although it seems that the market agrees. Yeah, it's had bad press as well. This, this is the, the biggest issue with the with the M two. If if you know nothing about this stuff and you you do you do a very quick search for 
M2 MacBook Air review, you're going to find bad reviews of it fairly quickly. That's the way this has worked out. And um, yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a PR issue from, from from Apple's perspective. Yeah, bizarrely, the 15-inch, this the, the rumoured 15-inch MacBook Air is going to come with an M2, not an M3, which I think is the thing that would sell it more than the larger screen size. Yeah, I don't get that. I've, I've been convinced that it's going to be the M3 in that. It, it doesn't, like you say, it doesn't doesn't make sense for it to have the M2 chip, does it? But uh, it's Mr. German, isn't it? Mr. German reckons now it's going to have an M2. In fact, it's already, it's already started showing up in logs with an M2-like chip. Right. Interesting. Well, the Germanator knows what he's talking about. So, um, And then we had the most boring piece of news I think I've ever seen or rumour about Apple I've ever seen in my entire life, which is the uh, the solid-state buttons, which is the well, the remaining ones, the volume and the, the mute, have been axed, apparently, from the, the, the iPhone 15. And this was a headline on a lot of tech blogs and news sites. So that's just, that is, that's how, how little is going on in tech right now, is when that's headline news. It's it's desolate. <laughs> That's the word I keep using at the minute. It really is. If that if that made the head, that shouldn't ever have. It's just not interesting at all. Even if it's true and it's happened, because it's a rumor. You know, Apple haven't confirmed it. Obviously, um, if the iPhone 15 turns up with regular volume and mute buttons, who cares? If it turns up with the solid state versions, again, great. But who really cares? Um, yeah, I think AI is to blame for most of this stuff. And what I mean by that is that I think that is the, the genuinely interesting thing at the moment happening in tech. And I think it's caught a lot of people on the hop. Uh, even big brands, I think. I think they've, they, they've got nothing to answer it with, really. The iPhone can't compete with ChatGPT. The Siri definitely can't. Um, anything they do with the Mac over the next two, two or three months great you know it's, there's a, there's this revolution happening with ai um whether you look like it or not and that is genuinely more interesting and more impressive than this other stuff at the moment that's the way i feel i'm, I'm not I don't, i'm not salty about this at all I, I think it's really exciting actually but i think we are seeing the result of that i'm seeing the result of it in in stats and things i think yeah, there's definitely a lull which you normally get anyway but we've had this thing where we've had nothing from apple in particular from january we presume until june it's like six months of nothing, basically, which is unusual because we'd have had we'd have had a March event, wouldn't we? Normally, there'd have been some sort of spring event, but that hasn't happened either. Um, and in the midst of this, we've got you know OpenAI doing all this all, all this really interesting stuff, and yeah, it's just it's it's. A, I think it's a from a like an an analyst's point of view. If you look at the look at the, the market top down, it's absolutely fascinating what's going on. I think I think it's it's not a good time for for big brands like Apple. I mean, they're still laughing their way to the bank and Tim Cook probably doesn't isn't that worried really, but um from a news perspective and a kind of, you know, an attention trending uh kind of topic perspective, it's completely gone. It's evaporated for the time being. Well, apart from the the rumors about Watch OS 10. See, I've not heard about this either. You might have to do my job for me, I think, Rob. What, what's, what, what, why is Watch OS 10 going to be revolutionary? What, what's that all about? Well, we don't know. We don't know, but it is meant to be the, the biggest sort of evolution of Watch OS since it came out, according to all the, the usual suspects. So we don't know quite in what way, but I'm excited because they do need to do something with it, I think. Yeah, we've talked about it a lot, haven't we? You know, it, it's so polished. It's it's by far the best 
um, you know, watch operating system out there. But it's yeah, it's it's knocking on a bit now, isn't it? In terms of the way it looks and the things it does, and I again, I can't imagine what they'd do. But then that's that's where Apple can really shine. They can do stuff that you think, ah, that makes total sense. Why didn't I think of that? I'm thinking possibly like live activity support, that kind of thing. That'd be quite cool. Yeah. So you actually have sort of effectively full screen apps on the on the phone that are accessible as a as a complication. Rather, you know, so rather than having to open up and you know to go into the app drawer and open up a thing, perhaps depending on context, you would have uh, complications that actually expand to give you more live information. Something like that. I won't be happy until you can run Final Cut Pro on the Apple Watch Ultra. <laughs> Imagine that, that little timeline. Uh, I guess it will probably get a bit of a... Because this this kind of big update normally means some fairly some fairly uh, mammoth UI overhaul, doesn't it? That's that's probably going to be one of the big, big things. Because that hasn't changed for a long time, really, has it? Apart from watch faces, it's been the same... It's a lot of the same UI elements for the last, what, maybe 10 years. So that, I guess that's probably what's going to happen as well. That's, that's relatively exciting, I suppose. Yeah, that's that's it. That's that's the only in, in all in all the rumours. That's the only thing I can get excited. Um, well, we'll, 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 whether or not we'll see a Mac Pro, one would imagine we will. But I'm not going to buy one. So, oh, and then the 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 goggles, the the AR headset again. I'm not going to buy one of those either. I mean, I'll be interested in it, and I'll go I'll go oh a lot during the keynote, and uh, then forget about it. That that is yeah that is interesting. Um, just be, yeah, just because of it's going to be it will be so expensive and who's it going to be aimed at? What's it going to do? What what take is Apple going to have on VR? That 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 will be interesting. But we've got another two months to wait for that. So, and we also we don't know what how much of it we're going to see. Is it going to be a product they show us? Is it going to just be the you know, the AR? Um, I can't think what the, what the, what, the, what is rumored to be called, but the, the new operating system, Reality OS, is it or something? Um, yeah, but okay. I mean, looking at the bright side, WWDC in a couple of months, that will be that will raise interest levels a bit and give us something to talk about, hopefully. But it is very quiet at the minute. It's the quietest I've known it for quite a long time. Are you paying any attention to the Pixel 7a leaks slash rumours? A few of them, yeah. I'd, I'd rather wait until they, they arrive, really. I, th- I think that the general consensus is that there's a, there's a bit of a worry that it's going to get more expensive. That's the... Just because it's getting better and better and... It's the one plus thing, isn't it? You know how, how how much longer can it remain one of the one of the best value smartphones if it doesn't get better? I, I, it's it's a tr- it's a tricky thing to to kind of deal with it as being Google having that fantastic device and wanting to make it do more. Um, I can understand why they, it's gonna, it's going to be quite tricky for them to price it right and position it right. Plus, it starts to turn into the the Pixel Eight, doesn't it? Mm. But yeah. That'd be interesting whenever that arrives. We haven't had the tablet yet, have we? There's been no, no uh, Google Pixel tablet thing with the with the speaker hub dock thing. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited for that. Is there anything else we've got on this list? I'm still conscious of this delay that we've got. We've we've battled through this, Rob. <laughs> I think we've done quite well. Again, hopefully, no one will notice. Although they, they probably will. Um, I can only apologise to our, our lovely loyal audience for any weirdness in this conversation. But it's it's been one of those um, day. I, I think I, I was owed this, bearing in mind that that live stream went so well on Sunday. Clearly, this this was always going to happen with eight or sixteen. But um, I think we will. I think we'll give Streamyard a go next time in a couple of weeks. Yeah, let's do it. Give it a try. The key thing is, no one's died. 
Well, we are doing this on a Tuesday. We're doing this on the wrong day, aren't we? That's a good point. Yeah, yeah. That's that's a, yeah. But still, it, nothing's happened. Nothing bad's happened that I'm aware of. <laughs> just to be clear as well, we don't actually kill celebrities. It's just always a coincidence. Uh, just for legal reasons, I have to point that out. And on that note, I think we probably should clock off. There is there is a few things else, a few other things on here which we could talk about, including Tesla wireless charging. Uh, the Insta360 stuff. We'll save that for next time when we've got a decent line, I think. But um, yeah, in the meantime, let's uh, let's call it a day and uh, reconvene in two weeks when hopefully there'll there'll be some there'll be loads more interesting news to talk about from Apple or not. Fingers crossed. Cheers. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> <laughs>